Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. I am super excited to be here with you today because today is going to be one of those hybrid episodes where it's part training, part soapbox, part um, gentle, loving nudge to get you out of your comfort zone. (laughs) So this one, all the examples I'm going to be talking about are going to be business examples, but I think the message really is applicable to all aspects of your life. And that is really the idea of not playing small anymore, about showing up confidently as yourself and not giving a shit what other people think. And there's a lot in this conversation. (laughs) There is a lot of different aspects to this conversation. There's a lot of different viewpoints, things to consider, all of that. So I am going to do my best to share with you all kind of a, a linear progression So first I want to start off with what is the concept of playing small? So we are institutionally taught to follow the status quo, to follow a certain path in life because there's a certain definition of success, right? This is, and this has been going on for millennia of you know, the quote unquote, three noble careers or professions are teaching, law, and medicine, teaching and healing, essentially. Yet, it's still looked down upon if, you know, you're a nurse instead of a doctor. There's still that understanding inherently. And by inherently, I mean, there's that societally taught understanding that if you are not the highest degree or the highest title in a field, then you're not doing enough. So the whole the whole thing I want to talk about today is really about how to show up as yourself, how to show up confidently, how to show up not in any kind of smaller boxed in status quo sort of way. And I want to start the conversation with some of the fears that oftentimes hold us back. So when we think about hiding our true selves or we think about adjusting the way we are to make other people comfortable, really what we're saying is that we're afraid of being rejected. We're afraid of failing, quote unquote, right? We're afraid of failing to hit that person's expectations. We're afraid of what it actually means for us to show up that way. So this one may sound weird, but in addition to the fear of failure, right, failing to hit their expectations, the fear of rejection of quite literally being rejected by this other person or this group or however, wherever we are that we're showing up, there's actually also this fear of success. 
And this fear of success is one that's often overlooked because we all think, okay, yeah, we want to be successful in life, right? That's what we want. But typically, if you... Your, if your aim of being successful requires you to be different than you're used to being, requires you to be different than the community that you grew up in, it changes, right? You change who you are. So there's this fear of what happens if I'm successful, which then, you know, kind of floats into, are they going to reject me? Am I going to change who I am? Am I going to start being a terrible person? All these things, right? But there are different fears that hold us back. And I just want to, <laughs> I just want to say, first and foremost, that we all have these fears, right? Every single person at some point in their life, and by one point, I mean lots of points, have these fears, and they, they can manifest differently. They can show up differently for each one of us. And they can show up differently for each one of us in different scenarios, right? So the way that perhaps I was fearful at 17 of showing who I was when it didn't really fit the norm may be different from how I'm afraid I was afraid two years ago of showing up, right? It changes as we grow, it changes as we age, it changes as we change individually. So those are the those are the three main fears. There can be other ones as well, but those are the three kind of all-encompassing fears, fear of rejection, fear of success, and fear of failure. So because we have these fears, we start to play or continue to play by society's rules of what's acceptable, right? Whether that is holding a corporate job, even though it makes us miserable, well, that's what's expected. Or growing through the ranks, even though we don't actually want to be a manager, right? There are many people who love their jobs and want to continue to do the thing instead of manage other people. Yet, because it's expected of us to continue to grow and get promoted and grow through the ranks at a company, they end up losing out on the piece of the job that feels really fulfilling for them. They begin to allow the pressures of society to stop them from doing what they want. There are, and I think there are more nowadays, especially in the post-pandemic world, but there are so many companies and so many industries where in order to grow and advance your career, make more money, get a bigger title, get more benefits, you have to manage people, which this is not the conversation, but being able to do your job and being able to manage other human beings are two vastly, <laughs> vastly different skill sets. So it's absurd that people are almost required to give up the thing that they want to do in order to grow in advance. Which, again, not the conversation, but this leads to more job hopping. As people are like, well, that's not what I want to do. I don't have that skill set. I have no desire for that skill set, right? So these societal rules that for some reason, right, for some reason, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that, have come into fruition of we have to do things a certain way and there's a narrow path and you know I 
So I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania and we had a high school, right? We had a public high school and then we had a public vocational high school, which was the trade school. You got to go for uh, cosmetology, mechanics, a couple other things. I'm not really sure what else. Those were the two main ones. And those kids were still looked down upon. The kids who went to school to learn a trade to be immediately useful to society after high school, were still looked down upon. And this is only, you know, about 15 years ago. Like, that's insane to me, right? That makes no sense. And I think we are in a time where more of us are showing up, more of us are taking the opportunity and saying, hey, this corporate life, this this defined path, this linear life makes no sense. I'm going to go do something else, right? I'm going to go be a coach. I'm going to go be a healer. I'm going to go read tarot cards or do Akashic record readings or talk about manifestation and help other people manifest things. But it's not happening quickly enough. (laughs) So in this episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast, I want to help you show up as yourself. And the first part of that is to really understand what's holding you back, which can often be a heavy project. It can feel like, well, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. How in the hell am I supposed to figure out how I'm not showing up, right? So there, you can absolutely start out by just, you know, figuring out where am I not showing up? So the very first thing that you need to do is really take an audit of your life. And some people might say, oh, just go out and figure out what fears are holding you back and then replace them. Which, yeah, is what we're gonna do. But but oftentimes, these are subconscious, these are unconscious beliefs, right? We don't necessarily wake up in the morning and think, I'm gonna play small today. I'm going to change who I am so that I can fit into society, which means I'm going to do A, B, C by 9 o'clock, and then at 2 o'clock, I'm going to do J, G, E, F, D, whatever, right? We don't intentionally make ourselves small. Sometimes we do. There are definitely certain certain situations, and those are a little bit more obvious, But in order to really capture as full of a picture as you can when it comes to figuring out how you're playing small is to go about your day and document, write notes to yourself, keep a track. You know, when did you start to censor something? When did you start to change your language? Where did you change your clothing? How did you change your hair, right? There are a lot of physical representations that we have. A common one, which again is I think becoming less common, is where are you hiding tattoos? Where are you not having multiple earrings show, right? These small things that are us changing for society. Small things that honestly, in the, at the end of the day, don't give a shit. Like the, the fact that I have a, a bird tattoo on my wrist that is very difficult to hide intentionally does not change how I can help other people, right? If anything, me having that tattoo makes it easier for me to help people because I feel more like myself, right? So there are a lot of ways that we're playing small without thinking about it. 
So I encourage you to take a note throughout a couple of days and really think about how you're not showing up as yourself. From a business perspective, and again, these can be applied to life in general, but if you are already in business for yourself, some of the most common ways of not showing up or not showing up authentically are the following. The first one is as simple as legitimately just not showing up. <laughs> you, you're not visible on your profile. There's no name on your social media accounts. It's just a business name or a clever saying. Let me tell you this, this is another hint. If you are an entrepreneur and you are on social media, any kind of social media, and it takes me more than 20 seconds to find your actual name, like however people call you, you have to fix that. I have been seeing so many accounts, especially on Instagram lately, where there's a really cute business name, but your name, like the name that I would say, hey, Jim Bob, is nowhere to be found. Make your name visible. One, it's obnoxious, right? I want to hold a conversation with you. I need to know what the hell to call you. And two, you're not showing us who you are. So straight up not showing up as yourself. And this one can be as simple as you don't show your face on your profile and it's all graphics or things like that. It can also be that you're not sharing your thoughts, that you're constantly resharing other people's posts or stories or opinions without adding anything to it. Now, there is the understanding that if you're sharing something, that you have that same belief or you have one that's tangentially associated. But we don't know that for sure, right? If you don't tell us what you believe in, if you're not showing us, then how are we really supposed to know about you? The second way that you're playing small is if you're censoring yourself. If you are going out and writing a post or an email or a landing page and you're rewriting each one multiple times, right? If you're rewriting that post four, five, six times, you're censoring yourself. There is a difference between trying to find the right word to say and, you know, trying a couple out until you figure it out and completely redoing the post or spending 20 minutes to write a caption that's four sentences. That's not you trying to get it right. That's not even perfectionism, right? Which is a whole nother conversation. That is you are afraid to show up as yourself. Either you know what you wanna say and you don't trust yourself to say it or whatever you're talking about isn't aligned and you don't actually wanna talk about it, yet you're forcing yourself to. So then the question becomes, why are you forcing yourself to talk about something that you don't actually want to? And going down the tangent for a second of, well, I had a content plan and I need to, I need to post according to the content plan. You don't. <laughs> let, let me just repeat for a second. You don't have to do that because you're the CEO of your business, right? You're the business owner here. 
you don't have to do shit you don't want to do. <laughs> you don't, if you all of a sudden had a plan to be talking about red apples this week and you don't want to talk about red apples, you want to talk about green grapes, go talk about green grapes, right? You forcing yourself to talk about something that no longer feels aligned is a sign of playing small because you're playing by the rule, the old rules that you have to do something a specific way. When at the end of the day, you are your business. I'm specifically talking about like solopreneurs and business owners here. You get to decide. So stop censoring yourself. This can also be, in many circumstances, our language. If you curse a lot and there is none of that sass, there is none of that attitude at all visible in your profiles, in your social media presence, in your email, in your website, in your whatever, you're not showing up as yourself. And I know some people are going to say it's inappropriate to say the word fuck. It's inappropriate for you to be inauthentic. Now, I'm not saying go out and start dropping F-bombs all over the place. But if you genuinely speak that way and with that kind of passion, then go ahead and show that. If you speak with a certain accent or a certain dialect or with certain colloquialisms, use them. Be yourself. You do not have to fit into some cookie cutter mold of the appropriate way to speak. There are far fewer situations where we truly have to censor our speech than most people let on. That's one. <laughs> That's another way that we're playing small. The third way, and again, this is very specific to entrepreneurs, is that you continue to sign up for more and more trainings. Sunshine, if you have already attended or downloaded or watched or viewed or in any way consumed content on the same topic in four, five, six different ways, you probably don't need more training. You probably just need to go out and do the thing. If you continue to sign up for trainings thinking, and, and when I say sign up for trainings, I mean any kind of any kind of downloadable item, any kind of freebie training, any kind of low cost um, webinar, masterclass, video, email sequence, whatever. No amount of training is going to make you feel confident to go out and do the thing, right? So I've been through school a couple of times. I graduated with a bachelor's of science in finance and one in economics. And four years, I spent four years on that on those degrees. I still didn't feel like when I graduated, I could go out and run a hedge fund. Or that I could go out and be a financial advisor. I could be an economist. I still needed to do the thing after I theoretically learned about it. When I went back to school for my MBA... The only reason I felt confident going to, going to my job that first day is that I had a practical internship where I actually did revenue management work for nearly six months. Before I became a coach, or really tandem around the same time as me opening my business, I 
entered into a coach certification program. It was a 22-week program. We met once a week, couple of hours. It was intense. The only reason that I felt at all confident about my ability to coach when I graduated was because the last 16 weeks or so, we had to practice in class. The training gives you the knowledge, right? The training gives you the knowledge, gives you the information. But if you don't actually go out and do it, you're not getting enough practice, enough real experience to feel like you can do it. So stop signing up for the trainings and just start believing in yourself. And again, that goes back to understanding what fears are holding you back. A fourth sign that you're playing small is that you're continuously judging other people or comparing yourself to them. Now, when you judge others or you com- or, or yourself and or you're comparing yourself to other people, it's essentially you telling yourself that there is a right way and there's a wrong way, which you begin to internalize that you are or you are not successful. So when you're scrolling through social media and you think, oh my gosh, that's another coach, that's another healer, that's another consultant who hit $10,000 a month and I can't do it. My strategies must be wrong. My marketing must be wrong. My offers must be wrong. I must not be doing enough, right? When you start to compare, you start to assume, one, that they're telling the truth. And let me tell you, a lot of the marketing on social media these days is bullshit. But two, and most importantly, you're assuming that their way is going to work for you. And I've already covered in one of the episodes that other people's perfect storm, in quotes, other people's way of doing things are not necessarily going to work for you. We all have different paths. We all have different journeys. So even if you took that person's greatly aligned marketing strategy and applied it to you, doesn't mean that you're going to have the same results. So when we can stop judging other people and we can stop comparing ourselves to other people, we start to realize and accept that our stories are supposed to be different, that there is no wrong, there is no right way There is an aligned path and there is a misaligned path. And the aligned path is much, much wider than we give it credit for. And then finally, the last way I want to talk about how you're showing up small, how you're not showing up, is that you're not telling people how they can work with you. This happens all the time, all the time with new coaches, new entrepreneurs. You're not actually telling people how to pay you. And it may sound silly, especially if you've not gone into business for yourself yet. But the whole idea of showing up as you're as you are, and also telling people how to pay you is a very difficult concept, right? Because again, all those fears come into play that if I put my offer out there, if I put out this new coaching program or I put out this new um, manifestation package, people aren't going to buy it, which we internalize to be that something is wrong, that we're not enough, that we're 
failures, all these things, right? We go back down the path, the spiral. And it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. I worked with an incredible woman at the end of last year who taught me that your, your skill set of doing what it is you do, right? Whether you're a coach, whether you're a healer, your skill set at the thing that you do. So if you're a coach, your ability to coach is a completely different realm of skill set of marketing and sales. Yet we stop ourselves from even sharing our offers Because we assume, we internalize, we allow. We give our power away and we allow it to mean that if people don't purchase, that it means we're not enough, that we're not good enough, that we're not anything, right? That we're not enough. And it stops us from showing up. And it stops us from sharing our offers and putting things out there and doing all these things that are the are a big part of how we're going to make impact in the world, right? At the end of the day, as a coach, I'm going to use myself as an example. As a coach, if I don't let you guys know how I can support you, then there's no way for me to support you, right? It's as simple as that. If you don't know that I work with coaches who are struggling in their business to build it, to revamp it, to scale it, to grow it, to make it finally fucking work for them, then how in the world am I ever going to help those coaches, right? So you have to put yourself out there. And I feel like I've talked a lot while explaining these kind of five ways that you're not showing up and how to actually show up, right? I think that I've talked about them, but I think it's important to note that at the end of the day, you just have to show up. You just have to actually show up. Be messy, right? Be imperfect, which by the way, nobody is perfect. And just show up and share the information that you have, the knowledge that you have, the wisdom that you have, the offers that you have. And allow it to be enough. And there is part of this that is very strategic, right? You got to have your systems in place to be able to go live on Instagram, to be able to share a pre-recorded video to TikTok, to be able to send out that email to your followers. There are processes in place. But that's like, I don't know, 10% maybe, rough estimate in my brain. That's 10% maybe of the work that actually goes into showing up. The rest of it is a combination of mindset because you have to work through those limiting beliefs and embodiment that you actually have to live the work that you're doing of those limiting beliefs. So it's not enough to think through or take an audit and think, oh, this is how I'm showing up small. I'm, you know, I'm not showing up or I'm showing up inconsistently or I'm censoring myself or whatever. You actually have to figure out why you're doing that. Is it a fear of failure? If it is, where did that come from? 
What are some of the earliest memories you have of being afraid of failing? Because little kids don't give a shit. Little kids don't even recognize when they've done something wrong until they've been taught that they're doing something wrong. Think about dogs, right? Think about animals. A a brand new puppy dog is going to jump and play and jump all over you and climb all over you. And until they are taught and trained that that is inappropriate behavior, they're going to keep doing it because they they don't know any better. They don't know that they're hurting you or that they shouldn't be jumping on the new person coming into the door. They're taught that that's inappropriate. So you have to figure out which fears are holding you back and then work through them. Where did they come from? And then, right, because this is a multi-step process, figure out whether they're still serving you. Is that fear of rejection helping you fine detail out your program before you put it out there and you feel more confident? These fears can absolutely be motivators to a point. To a point. These fears can absolutely help motivate us, but if they're stopping you and you spend 20 minutes writing a four-sentence post, that's holding you back. That's not, oh, I want to make sure it's the right word. Because honestly, at the end of the day too, the people who want to work with you, who are meant to work with you, are not going to be turned off by one word, right? They're not going to be turned off by one instance of you saying shit. Because otherwise, they wouldn't be your ideal person. Because that's how you speak, right? Now, if you're just throwing things in there for the shock and awe factor, then yeah, you might be turning off clients because that's inauthentic to you. So it's not a matter of following a specific strategy. It's a matter of being authentic to yourself. Once you've kind of worked through figuring out what beliefs are holding you back, where they came from, why they don't serve you anymore, then I encourage you to thank them and release them. And this can look very different for every person and very different from situation to situation. But I think that the end goal of it is to always thank them because at some point in your life, that fear did protect you, right? And when we can show it gratitude, when we can show a fear or a tough situation gratitude, it actually helps release the hold it's had on us. When we can say, thank you, fear of failure, for protecting me in the past. However, we no longer have a relationship moving forward. It gives you your power back. You're now the one in control. You're no longer living with this fear of failure, right? You're no longer, fe- you're no longer living under the fear, you actually get to kind of stand up tall and say, hey, thank you, but no, right? Thank you, but next. And that is empowering. So you want to thank and release, whether that is a cord cutting meditation, a cord cutting ceremony, writing a letter, burning it afterwards safely, of course, whatever that looks like. And that can be different. Thanking it and releasing it. And then the next step 
the most important step of all is to replace it with an empowering belief and embody that belief every day. It's not enough to say, okay, I figured out where my fear of failure is coming from. I've, you know, done, I've done this 15 minute meditation. I wrote a letter, I burned it, it's done. No, no, <laughs> no sunshine, that's not how this works. You do all that and then you create a new mantra, new belief that you want to have, right? So going along with the example of fear of failing, your new belief can go as far as I am always successful, right? You can have this belief that I am always successful. If that doesn't feel true, if if in your body you don't actually believe that, then that mantra, that affirmation is not going to do you squat. So it's moving it down. Maybe instead of I'm afraid of failing, it's I am open to exploring different opportunities. I am open to all outcomes of this experience. It doesn't have to be a three, uh, it doesn't have to be a 180 degree change. In most cases, that's not sustainable because it's too far out of what we, what our bodies and our minds can handle as being the truth, that it doesn't feel real, it doesn't feel possible, which means it doesn't, become possible. We have to baby step it up there. But you have to take a new, you have to create a new belief and then you have to embody it. So again, this can this can be a lot of different things, but this can be affirmations, this can be notes to yourself all over the place. But more importantly, you have to actually do it. You have to actually practice this new belief. So if you are not showing up, consistently in your business because you have a fear of rejection, regardless of the words you use to explain your new belief, you have to begin to show up consistently. In the same way that it's not enough to learn the theory behind something, you have to actually go and practice it. It's the same thing with beliefs. It's not enough to write something on a post-it note and say it three times a day of, I'm incredible. I am a money magnet. I am a a tractor of all good things. You actually have to do the things that help you feel like that. Whether that is creating a post three times a week to share with your media, whether that is showing your face online once a day. There are different practices and it all depends on what your story is and what your goals are and where you're at. But you have to live You have to embody this new belief that you have so that it becomes the default. Because as much as you're going to do work releasing these old beliefs, until you replace them and live that embodied truth, your default will be those old habits that you had. So if the fear of rejection is making you not show up so you're inconsistent, that's the habit that you have. Your new belief is that I am successful in all things that I do and I do that by showing up consistently. The new habit has to be showing up consistently. You got to go out and do the damn thing. I feel like that's going, (laughs) do the damn thing is something that I talk to my clients a lot about. I feel like that's going to be a common phrase on this podcast, but you got to do it. You just got to get out and do it. And 
I do want to throw in this note that this is a never-ending process. As an entrepreneur, I am a firm believer, having gone through some shit in my life, that the most powerful inner work is going to come when you're an entrepreneur. You are going to learn so much about yourself that six months later, you feel like a totally different person. Because you learn how you deal with adversity, you learn how you deal with failure, you learn how you deal with things not going at all according to plan. And it's a completely different experience than I feel like most people have most of their lives. So these fears that you have starting out will absolutely come back up. (laughs) You do all of this beautiful, messy, terrifying, scary, gorgeous life-affirming work, and then in a different situation, that fear of failure may come back up. It'll come back differently. It may come back lessened, but it may come back up. It will. Let me correct my own self there. It will come back up. But the work that you're doing, those new beliefs that you're creating, those new habits that you're incorporating, allow it to be easier to work through the next time. So that fear of failure doesn't consume an entire week. Maybe it consumes four days. And then the next time, two days. And then the next time, an hour. And then the next time, five seconds. Right? It doesn't mean that it's never going to come up again. It just means that you're better equipped to handle it, to work through it, to say, um, nope, I'm done changing my thought process, changing my habits, changing my beliefs, and moving forward. So I'm going to leave you because I've been talking at you for a while now. We are all different. We all have different paths, different journeys, different shit we got to go through. And it's there for a reason. Your story should not look like anybody else's. They can be similar, right? At the end of the day, like they're going to be similar. But your path should not look like mine. Even if you are, you know, a 33-year-old white girl from the suburbs of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who had a degree in finance, who went to hospitality and is now coaching, your story should not look like mine. The way that you made it through should not look like mine. The themes are going to be similar, right? The themes are going to be that you worked on yourself, that you stood into your power, that you stood up and you're like, I'm done with this. I'm doing something new. Absolutely. Yes. If you have the same tools that you're journaling, that you use tapping, that you connect with your guides, that you're opening yourself up. Yes. Yes. But to continue to force yourself into a box To force yourself into a fucking cage that society is putting you in. That you continue to allow society to put you in. That's not acceptable. So all these different ways. I named a couple in this episode. But that's just a couple. All these different ways that we play small. That we fit into standards that don't make any sense. That we think we need to be something other than the amazing creature that we are, we don't have to play that way anymore. You get to show up different. 
You get to show up exactly as you are and be fucking proud of it. Be proud of it. Because this this is going to be the last thing I leave you with. If you think about it scientifically for one minute, the amount of things that had to go the exact right way for you to be here today, right? The fact that your parents had to meet and that they had to do things and that the sperm had to meet the egg and the baby and the health and the da-da-da and you had to physically be here. And then multiply that by all of the ancestors that got to your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents. There are millions upon billions of things that had to go the exact right way for you to be here today. So why, I ask you, why do you think that you need to do exactly what someone else is doing? The answer is because we are taught. We are institutionally, implicitly, explicitly, all the ways taught that we need to fit the status quo. And if I have not made it abundantly clear in the last 40 minutes that that is not the case, that that is not where success is coming from, that that is not the way we're doing things anymore, babe, you got to start this podcast over. Go back to the beginning. Because you, as the creature that you are right now, need to start showing up need to start sharing who you are, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the magic that you have with the world because you are the only one who can do that. So stop playing small. Start showing up as yourself, as your full self. And let the world benefit. Let your soul sing. Let let your soul sing in freedom. I normally do this in like the recorded outro, but this is this is one of the topics that I am the most passionate about. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, right? My passion increased throughout this recording. Reach out to me. Send me a DM on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger, all one word. And let's chat more. Because this is something... This is one of those topics that will change your life, that will change the world and make it so much better. So if you have any questions, send me a message. You can also send me an email, chrissy at chrissymellinger.com. All of these will be in the show notes as well. But don't allow yourself to continue to give your power away. Don't allow yourself to continue to play small and don't allow yourself to continue to show up inauthentically or not show up at all. Because you are too damn magical for that to be continued. And it is a conscious or unconscious, mostly unconscious, I think, decision to do that. You have to make the conscious decision to show up until it becomes the default. Until it becomes the unconscious decision and you have no other way to be. It's a process, but I promise you that it's worth it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you loved what you heard. If you did, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review. This helps me make sure that the great bits keep coming your way. If we aren't already connected on social media, come join my community on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger, all one word. 
or visit my website at chrissymellinger.com. On my website, you can sign up for some fun freebies, trainings, and my email list. I can't wait to connect with you on socials, my email list where there's so many surprise goodies, and the next Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship podcast episode. In the meantime, go be your amazing self, sunshine. You've got this.